Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It's 1235 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you on Oilers Now, where guests receive guest certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Roos Chris is open for takeout and delivery through DoorDash. Uh, from Wednesday through Sunday from 5 p.m. until 10 uh, p.m. So uh, you can reach out to Maggie, Taylor, and Chef Altaf and tell them that uh, Oilers now uh, sent you. They'll take care of you at Roos Chris. Well, we opened today with Duran Duran, and little-known fact, back in the early to mid-1980s, uh, a lot of people uh, said that our next guest bore a striking resemblance to uh, Simon LeBlanc. I'm not sure if that's true or not. We're joined by our NHL insider, John Shannon, for Legacy Heating and Cooling with no overtime rates on their 24-7 service, service repairs. That's how you build a legacy. Legacy Heating and Cooling. Is it true you had a Duran Duran haircut back in the day, John? Uh, listen, I don't comment on anybody's hair. Uh, I, I learned a long time ago because mine seems to be changing color and getting shorter. So I don't want to talk about anybody's hair. And and for the record, I never had a mullet ever. You, ne- you never had ever. a mullet. Never no. did a mullet. Never no. did the moule. No, no, no. And the only guy I've ever been compared to is Bubbles from the Trailer Park Boys. So you and Reed Wilkins, uh, when Reed wears a certain set of glasses, uh, he can pull that look off as well. So no, and, and invariably, when I say something stupid on television, I get. Four people on Twitter sending me a picture. Okay. Uh, well, uh, I, I mean, you don't often say stupid things on TV, do you? Uh, only on days that end in Y. So. Yeah, oldest <laughs> joke in the book. Yeah. Hey, speaking of television, uh, and I know TSN's Bob McKenzie, who's retired but not retired, reporting today at NBC, and, and this actually, we got some, uh, I got a guy named Trent that uh, updates me on this sort of stuff, real smart guy, uh, and he sends me uh, messages once in a while about the television industry, but it sounds like NBC is out. Is that correct? For, for, well, uh, actually, it was uh, Sports Business Journal, uh, and John Orand out of Washington, D.C. that reported it first, and yes, uh, NBC, uh, I had been told last week, had put their final bid in, uh, and uh, they were not going to uh, participate anymore in any bidding process for the rights. So, uh, now, does that mean they're out? I don't know, but they're cert- at this point, it certainly looks like uh, the National Hockey League is going to go uh, in a different direction for that second TV package in the United States. By the way, is there a guy that you think out there has the, had the best mullet of all time? I'm going to throw that out there for our listeners. You can text us, 780 no. easy, easy one for me. It had to be Yager. Yager? It had to be, be Yager, you know. Although... Didn't Robbie Brown have one once too? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah you know, you know. I but I again, I don't think it's fair to talk about hair and Robbie at the same time. I really don't. I don't think that's right. <laughs> so, uh, so let's just say Yager, okay? Uh, 
Was was it Billy Ray Cyrus that came up with the achy breaky mistakey? Was that not what they used to call? Yeah, sure. Uh, Miley's dead. Sure. Yeah, right. The full the full on uh, uh, the full on mule. Uh, Texas, who had the best sports mullet of all time? Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. I've already got one that's come in here from Fred saying, uh, "What about uh, the form Ryan Leaf, the quarterback? I think he had a pretty uh, cheesy mullet when he Hold was." Hold on. Who remembers Ryan Leaf? Come on now. We have smart listeners to the show, John. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they often tune yeah. out during this segment, but we have smart listeners. Well, actually, they are smart if they tune out. Let's face it. Come on. Uh, all right. Uh, so far, I, it was uh, Ryan Smith. Yeah, right, Ryan Smith was good. Yeah. Ryan Smith had a for in terms of an oiler. Like if this was you know who had the best mullet as an oiler, I think Ryan Smith wins that. I just remember J.S. Jaguar had a meltdown one time in a game. Uh, because Smith had boxed him out in front of Lynette and gotten away with a couple things, and he just lost it. He goes, all I could see was his stupid boulet, and I just started laughing. It was really a, a funny, funny <laughs> clip. So, And you know that once in a while, guys have a little bit of fun on the ice with the looks of other guys. Like what, now, ironically enough, because the owners are playing Winnipeg, what do you think was being said between Nikolai Ehlers and Joe Thornton <laughs> the other night in the penalty box when those two were off the ice? That's a good question because you know, you know, um, you know so Ehlers is from Denmark, and Joe spends his summers in Davos, Switzerland. Ehlers' dad coached in Switzerland, so you wonder: is it something? Is it something? Is there a connection there, um, or is it just something rude and lascivious that uh, we can't talk about on radio? Uh, you know, I mean, that ha- seems to happen all the time. So, um, so from that perspective, uh, I, I think it's probably the latter. I, I, <laughs> I just think when you get a competitive situation and everybody's trying to get the edge, getting ready for the twentieth of May. Uh, a player like Thornton will say anything to get under your skin. Uh, how many times do you wish you could have used the audio when you had a little bit of exchange between the two penalty boxes back in your days of, you know, executive no. producer or producing? I didn't. I, we could just re- record the truck. We didn't need to record the penalty box. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so, so, I mean, I, 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 I actually, I, I'm one of those guys, I, I really believe, Bob, in, in, in what's behind the curtain. I believe in the Wizard of Oz, and, and I, I don't want to go in the, in the dressing room and see every nook and cranny and see what they're doing. Yeah. I, I want some mystery. So what I always used to maintain when I was running hockey night for the longest time was, and I regretted it every year in the Stanley Cup final, was I, we should hire a lip reader. We should just hire a lip reader, put him in the TV mobile, and then tell us what they're saying. You know, it's simple. And then if we think we can use it, then use it. Now, then, of course, what's happened now is the coaches are putting up their pieces of cardboard and hands over there. And now they don't even need to worry with with the COVID masks. But uh, hiring a lip reader was something I always wanted to do and I regret never doing. not surprisingly, John, this has spiked interest on our Ashley Fine Floors text line. Johnny Wishbone says, "Ally of Freddy had a oh, great." Oh, good. Yeah, yeah, that was he was good. He was good, particularly, you know, Al. Al was uh, Al was a guy that when I, I was around the Maple Leafs early in my career, and Al was always conscious of, of his hair and used to shower with his helmet on so it w- wouldn't bother his hair. But that what? was before he got. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and uh, that was before uh, that was before the, the the mullet came in full time in Washington. 
when he went to Washington, we really saw, uh, we had a good look at the mullet in, uh, in Washington have, with Al Brady. Given the fact that he had a significantly receding hairline, wasn't it more of a skullet than a mullet? Wasn't that? Uh, no, you know, again, I, I started this segment saying I didn't even want to talk about hair, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it, you know what they can't. But uh, you know, for the record, I'm going to say it again. I never had a mullet. Okay. All right, Haji has texted the show to say Ron Duguay managed to mix the mullet and the perm into a classic head of hair. Did he not get a shampoo deal, Ron Ron Duguay? I'm trying to recall. Well, he probably got it through his wife. He probably got. He, he was married for the longest time to Kim Alexis, and and she right. was obviously a supermodel and did lots of shampoo and makeup commercials. So maybe Ronnie, Ronnie got it through the, through her. We're getting some uh, votes for Mike Ricci, some votes for Greg the Hammer Valentine of wrestling fame. Uh, Bob Probert had a good mullet. Yeah, James, you're right, but I don't think anybody dared say to him, "Nice mullet, Proby." <laughs> for fear that you might not be, uh, it's it's you know it's just a time like uh, there was a guy that came in. Oh, he was Brendan Ulrich used to produce the show. Now it's Brendan Escott, and he was Brendan Ulrich's uncle. And he came in on the Oilers dressing room. Robin Brownlee might remember who this guy was. Um, uh, Bill LaForge was still alive, and he'd recommended uh, this player to Glenn Sather, and this guy showed up, and I kid you not, man, he had the full mullet going on. He was about six foot four, about 225 pounds, and I'll never forget, he had faded jeans, a white belt, and cowboy boots with a mullet. Like, it was just an incredible look. Like, this is this is about 93, 94. Someone, I've, oh, I can't believe I forgot his name. Now I'm getting upset. Uh, and the guy was a minor league tough guy back in the day. Uh, Kenny Danico, Kelly Rudy, got, can't forget them for the great hair. Mike Ricci, more for that. And uh, ah, for what it's worth, and we're just having some fun here. Uh, somebody mentioned Barry Melrose. There. Oh, yeah, Barry Melrose was good. Yeah, Barry Melrose was uh, the good, the good mullet as a coach for sure. In fact, I, I would, I dare to say, I think Barry still has it. Yes, and is he going to be back on board with the uh, ESPN broadcast of the games? I think that's a given, right? I don't know. That's a, I, I have not heard one ounce of, of uh, intel on who's going to be involved on the ESPN side. Not one ounce at this point. Yeah, interesting stuff. Who's going to win that number two seed for the NHL games in the States? Uh, there's reports TNT might be in the mix. Turner, uh, Turner and Network Television. Uh, I, I, I would not be surprised to see them uh, get the package. Um, I, I don't think Fox is involved. We obviously talked about NBC. The interesting thing about that, Bob, is uh, the commissioner has always advocated that the Stanley Cup Championship Series, the final, is on over-the-air television. Um, so in the, in the United States, that's that's the big four: ABC, CBS, NBC, or Fox. Uh, and if Fox is out, uh, and I don't see CBS making any jump in because that's just not in their DNA, uh, how, how do we justify three Stanley Cup finals on cable TV in the United States? And um, it's, it's one of those ones where you have to wonder if something else needs to be done to, to finesse ABC to carry all seven finals of the contract. Uh, it, it, it's a bit of minutia, but uh, it certainly sounds like TNT and TBS are uh, have the inside track right now. We're joined right now by John Shannon, Bob Stoffer with you on Oilers Now. Oilers and Winnipeg Jets, this, this tends to be a very compelling matchup, John. Why? 
Well, I, first of all, I, I think it's a compelling matchup for, for the Edmonton Oilers because the Oilers seem to have the, the Jets' number. Uh, the, other, the other challenge is, is that, uh, you, you know, when you watch the Jets play the Maple Leafs and Mark Shifley struggle against Austin Matthews, um, and, and Paul Maurice was not willing very much to put Shifley against Connor. Uh, you wonder if, if, if Paul's been put in a position to, and he's trying to overcoach his hockey club against these other two teams in the, in the division. Um, that, to me, with the depth that the Jets have, I, I, I don't know, I, just, I guess I'd just be rolling lines out against the Oilers and take my chances and, and mitigate McDavid's, loss, uh, McDavid's uh, points. Um, but that seems to me the big issue right now is that uh, is is Paul spending too much time worrying about the superstars on the other team as opposed to playing the strength of his team, which is the depth of his forwards. Yeah, I think there's uh, something to, to be said for that. By the way, this is how intelligent our listeners are. I threw a rare uh, hockey reference in two separate texters. On Wayne the Van Dorp. Shane Bogdan. Shane Bogdan, that's a good one. Yeah, okay. Uh, like Van, no, and you're bang on with Van Dorpa, but he he got NHL games in. Bogdan yeah. never never got NHL games in. He yeah. comes walking into the Oilers' room. This is like ninety two, ninety three, ninety three, ninety four, and Robin Brownlee was sort of like the established, you know, one of the established guys at that point. And he kind of he's like, who the hell is that guy? Like it was literally, if you were to typecast a movie. For a guy that would end up in a uh, movie like Goon, Shane Bogdan would look like that character from that movie. Is one of those things. So that was the thing of beauty. I'm going to throw a bit of a cur- and we sh- and just so our listeners know, you, you mean you've, ne- never th- you've never thrown a curveball at me yet today. No, we've well, talked, no. We've talked 12 minutes about mullets. No, eight minutes about mullets. Four minutes okay. about TV. Okay. I- Yesterday, uh, I was going to say, you and me never discuss. uh, We have some guests that we pre-plan what we're going to talk about, and uh, the beauty or perhaps the awfulness of what we end up doing is we we, we rarely talk before the show uh, hits. So here we go. Yesterday was Cal Nichols' 79th birthday. Wow, happy birthday, Cal. Yeah, and uh, looks great. Uh, As you know, a a humble guy that's got a great sense of humor, uh, not once but twice helped resuscitate the Edmonton Oilers during some very challenging times. Uh, It it needs to be stated, Cal and Bruce Saville and Jim Holt and all those guys that stepped up, uh, Gary Gregg and those guys with the Edmonton Investors Group. Was that 37 of them? 37 of them? I think it got to a high of 38, and they were down to about 34, 33 when they ultimately sold their shares to Gerald Cates. Just a thought on what those guys contributed uh, to Edmonton at that time. Well, you know, it's funny. So much... So much in Edmonton is community-based. When you think of the success of the football club over the years, uh, community-owned, um, when you think of uh, what happened with Commonwealth Games, University Ad, World Cups, Ed- Edmonton, more than any other city, uh, creates an environment of volunteerism and local involvement. And to me... In, in order to try to save the team from Houston, unless Alexander was talking to Peter, um, you know, that group of guys, and they, hey, listen, they all had deep pockets. They didn't have, you know, gargantuan deep pockets, but they all had deep pockets. For them to dig in and contribute uh, to something as important as the Oilers are to the fabric of the city uh, was truly remarkable. I, I'm not sure. Honestly, I am not sure there would be any other city in our country 
that would be able to do and would be willing to do what Cal Nickel and those people did for the Edmonton Oilers and the city of Edmonton. I truly don't. Uh, I, I, I've been in every market. I understand every market. I understand the depth of ownership in most markets. I don't think it could have happened anywhere else, and it really does uh, create a positive reflection of the, the civic leaders uh, in Edmonton over the last four or five decades. Well said by you, John. John, uh, getting some injury update news. Uh, we talked a bit about the fact that the Jets will not have Nikolai Ehlers. They also don't have Adam Lowry. That's two of their seven best forwards. The Montreal Canadiens are banged up. No Carey Price, no Brendan Gallagher. They haven't had Duran. Mind you, he's had a terrible season, but they haven't had him those last couple games. And now we find out word that the Calgary Flames have lost defenseman Noah Hannafin with season-ending shoulder surgery. The question I have for you, is it possible the Montreal Canadiens spit the bit here to the Calgary Flames? Can the Flames catch the Canadiens? Oh, yeah, they can. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, and, and the pressure is on Marc Bergevin. Uh, to find a way to, uh, to to change, you know, the the destiny of his hockey club, and and most fans would say that that's Cole Caulfield being in the lineup, uh, but that's not necessarily the right answer at the right time. Uh, it, listen, every warning light is going off in the office of the Montreal Canadiens right now, uh, and it, it, it's funny. Uh, it's funny and or interesting to me, Bob is the one team that hasn't been able to really solve Montreal right now are the Oilers. And, and, and whether it's the, the way they, the Flames' depth on forwards reflects better, uh, um, or, the, or maybe perhaps uh, the focus on McDavid is so strong with the, the big wingspan of those top four D-men in Montreal. Uh, but it's, it's interesting how if you look at what Montreal has done to uh, and challenged Every other team, they seem to give the Oilers bigger trouble than anybody else. Now, they don't have to play the Oilers anymore, I don't think. Um, but at the same time, you know, Calgary's, Calgary's put themselves in a good, good spot. And just remember, last game of the regular season, May 19th, Calgary and Vancouver. It could be for fourth spot. John, I have a theory. Calgary's got a tough team. Montreal likes to lean on Edmonton physically. We had a lot of listeners and callers upset last week about the maybe the tepidness of the response against some of the physicality on the Oilers' best players, the Canadians. Well, guess what? When you're rolling out a team with, and Calgary's not a perfect team, but they got guys like Lucic. Uh, you know, we 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 mentioned the fact, uh, you know, uh, Brett Ritchie as well. His, I mean, he dropped Josh Brown this week, last week. So, I mean, they they can they can play that game if you want. Sometimes. It's about the matchups. I mean, Edmonton's five and two against Winnipeg. That would have surprised me, and that's just how it goes sometimes. You know yeah, what I mean? And, and, and let's face it, uh, I, I think uh, uh, Jujar played some of his best hockey this year against Montreal. Fair comment. Uh, and and went and, and went and with with him out of the lineup, uh, that that, uh, that was a bit of an issue too. Well, we uh, went from head to toes, back to the head yeah. on this conversation, John. We'll see you later in the week. Thanks for your time. Okay, Bob. That's John Shannon, our NHL insider for Legacy Heating and Cooling. It's 12.53 at Edmonton. When we come back, we'll get to the Oilers Now injury report, and we'll talk mullets on Oilers Now. Hi, this is Mike Smith from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 6.30 Chet. 12.55 at Edmonton. Yes, the show briefly went off the rails here. We were talking about Moulet's mullets. Peter from Wainwright, the soccer fan, says... 
Now, didn't didn't a lot of the soccer guys throughout most of the late 1980s, through like all of the 1990s, have mullets? He said uh, by far the best mullet was Ziggy Palfy or Jagger. Uh, Barry Melrose had one as well. You can text us at seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. The Don says Bob, the Oilers are looking for toughness. They sure could use Luke Gazdick. He's available in Toronto. Uh, hey, we all love Luke. He was a legitimately tough guy. He, unfortunately, he hasn't played this year, so let's let's just leave it at that. Um, you know, the days of sort of the one-dimensional tough guy; those days are uh, few and far. Uh, Jason from Sangudo says, nowadays a mullet is essential business in the front of an outdoor gathering of less than ten people in the back. Oh man, <laughs> that is that is way too deep or too direct uh, for us here in Oilers Now. To the Oilers Now Injury Report brought to you by James H. Brown, injury lawyers. Uh, for every goal the Oilers score this year, James H. Brown will donate $100 to the 630 Jets Santa's Anonymous. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. Trent Brown, all-star safety for the EE football team and uh, one of the best players at the University of Alberta Golden Bears football program. Uh, ever produce? Are they going to have a season this year coming up at the U of A? I don't know. Like, is they just going to sit there and, I don't, you know, who knows? I guess we'll have to wait and see. Uh, here is Brendan Escott back at the 630 Jet Studios. <laughs> okay, well, I guess I'll start with the Oilers. Jujar Kara, day to day right now, awaiting doctor's clearance from his presumed concussion there. Zach Cassian right now, week to week with a lower body injury. Jets forward Nikolai Ehlers will miss at least the rest of the regular season with an upper body injury. Sounds like he could be back for playoffs. That'll not be the case for 24 year old Flames defenseman Noah Hannafin. He needs shoulder surgery. He will be done for some. Several months. All right. Uh, we're getting a lot of votes for Yarmer Yager for the best mullet. Robin Brownlee's picked up and tweeted this out. I will tell you that I have a friend that was part of the Traveling Yaggers. Yes, a ret who I would frequently see when we still used to go to places like Pub 1905 at various establishments. Well, I guess now he's got his patio up, so you can go there. But uh, he was one of the uh, many Traveling Yaggers that would go around and wherever Yager would play in Western Canada, the boys would show up. And I'd say that's dedication to the cause. Ken Weeb coming up out of Winnipeg for a preview on the Jets after a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.